Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, the growing power of cloud providers amid this AI boom. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Shortest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back. We are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long, and we have a goal to raise $50,000 for the Lemonade Stand for childhood cancer for research and for the work that they do in supporting the families. And we've done it. We've raised over $50,000 here in the early parts of August, and we thank you for your generosity. If you want to be a part of it, go ahead and hit our website in the top right-hand column. You're going to see a logo for the lemonade stand. Click on that to give today. And again, we can't say it enough. We thank you for your generosity. All right. Picked up this article out of the Wall Street Journal. When was it? August 1st, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Companies weigh growing power of cloud providers amid AI boom. We talk about vendor lock-in on this show, I would say probably twice a month. Because it's a common mistake, we have made it over and over again. And I, I will <laughs> I say some controversial things from time to time on this show, and I get emails about them. For example, I believe we are getting to a point where a single EHR provider has too much market share in our industry. And I've said that a couple of times. Not that I think that they should stop doing what they're doing or or slow down or that it's their fault. I think that many of the other EHR providers out there have done such a poor job that they naturally have grabbed more market share. I think they are very vendor are very client focused organization. And if you do that well, and you provide the services that you need to provide, and you build a great community around it, you're going to succeed. So I, I've said those things, I've said that the AI models specifically around computer vision that are locked into uh, specific hardware and cameras and those kinds of things is another trap that we are falling into. And the cloud providers is another one where we have to be very cognizant of vendor lock-in. And we, we've talked about abstraction models, which give you the ability to move in and out of certain cloud providers. But regardless of all the things that we are saying and all the warnings, we, we are, it's the, the same trap that we're presented with over and over again. So what's going on now? Well, you have artificial intelligence that's taking off and we now joke about it when we have conversations with CIOs and we have our 229 project meetings and whatnot, people will say, okay, I'll, I'll say generative AI. Well, if you count the number of times generative AI is said in those meetings, it's probably, I don't know, 20, 25 times a day because it is, it has such potential in our space, has potential in revenue cycle, has potential in coding, has potential in documentation. 
And those are just the tip of the iceberg, I believe. So we have these AI models and then you have the AI makers and we have OpenAI, Anthropic and Cohere have led the charge in developing proprietary large language models. And I'm now quoting from the article that companies are using to boost efficiency in areas like accounting and writing code and some other things. Tie-ups between model makers and major cloud companies include OpenAI and Microsoft, Azure, Anthropic, and Cohere with Google Cloud and machine learning startup Hugging Face with Amazon Web Services. Databricks, a data storage and management company, agreed to buy generative AI startup Mosaic ML in June. And then they start talking to these CIOs. For many businesses, the primary choice isn't which AI model to use, but whether they stay within the AI ecosystem offered by their cloud providers. And I'm hearing that a lot as well. If you are a Microsoft cloud customer, you are going to be looking at ChatGPT and OpenAI. If you are a Google Cloud customer, you're going to be looking at the tools that they are bringing to bear around machine learning, AI, and generative generative AI as well. So, and if you are an Amazon Web Services, you're going to be looking to the partners that they are bringing to bear. Still, if a company chooses a single AI ecosystem, it could risk vendor lock-in within the provider's environment. A set of services said, the chief technology officer of Houston-based BMC Software. This paradigm is a recurring one where the business's IT system, software, and data all sit within one digital platform, and it could become more pronounced as companies look for help in, in the generative AI space. Companies say the problem with vendor lock-in, especially among cloud providers, is that they have difficulty moving their data to other platforms, lose negotiating power with other vendors, and must rely on one provider to keep its services online and secure. So that's the thing we're looking at. It's interesting, I'm gonna deviate from the article now. I mean, there's there's a bunch of CIOs talking about how they're hedging and they're looking at multiple models and uh, what they're doing. And there's some good ones in here. Johnson & Johnson is in here, A1, AI21 Labs, let's see. Anyway, a bunch of different CIOs speak into it outside of our industry but still relevant for the uh, discussion that we're having around vendor lock-in and whatnot. Here's what I'm hearing. And, and think about, again, the, the, the challenges that, that they rattled off. You lose negotiating power, have difficulty, difficulty moving the data to other platforms, and must rely on one pro- provider to keep its services online and secure. Not to mention the fact that innovation right? So you're relying on that partner to be innovative. If, for example, OpenAI and ChatGPT ends up taking a significant lead and you're locked into a different AI, uh, a different cloud provider, you may not have access to those things because your data and other things are in that cloud provider. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of challenges. Here's what I'm hearing in healthcare. I'm hearing a lot of people go with their existing cloud providers. I have not heard of anyone building out their own models, but I have heard of people, there's really two ideas around AI. And you're gonna hear this in an interview I've done with several uh, CIOs. One is what we're calling the easy button AI. And the easy button AI are those models that you can just go, buy, implement, and away you go. That's the chat GPTs of the world and the other models that are out there. It's the it's it's essentially buy it and use it almost the way it is. 
Then there is the not so easy button. And these are the specific applications, those models that you're going to train, those things that you're going to integrate into your EHR and those kinds of things. For that, you're going to need to develop some skills, some different skills than we've had in the past, some software development skills, maybe some, some agile project management, some product management skills and those kinds of things. And again, it's probably in a lot of cases, it's a new muscle that we would have in healthcare. By the way, when I'm looking at healthcare again, I stratify this. If you're a small player, you're gonna go with the easy button stuff. And if you are, let's say 2 billion or less, you're probably going with the easy button. You're gonna partner with Microsoft, you're gonna go with uh, Azure, you're gonna go with uh, ChatGPT. And if you are partnered with Google, you're gonna partner, you, you, get, you get the picture. And so if you're 2 billion or less, I, I think that is your strategy. It's like pick your player, that's the direction you're going. The challenge you're gonna have is you're gonna lose negotiating power over time. And hopefully you are adept at negotiating long-term contracts. And I think there is value in doing as long a term contract as you can. If you're gonna be locked in, you might as well be locked in and you might as well get the best deal you possibly can. And then the other thing I would say around that, not only the negotiating skills, but also the ability to manage your use of the various things. A lot of these things are metered type solutions. So you wanna keep an eye on how much of each one you're using. If you're a larger player, you're going to be using potentially one or two different models. There, there's, again, you can do contracts, you can use best of breed, and hopefully you're more adept with your data in moving it into various platforms and training it. Again, the, the key thing that we're looking at is how do you protect your data? How do you ensure that your data is not used to train a model that you don't want it to train and is used to train the models effectively that you want to train and use internally? So there's a lot of things to consider here. Uh, I am concerned about the power that the cloud providers currently have. And I'm hearing it all over the industry, a 10% increase here, 15% increase here, 10% increase here. Just across the board, the software contracts that we have that are coming due are seeing a fairly sizable uh, increase with some higher than others. But regardless, it, our negotiating power has gotten less and less as we go along. So we have to keep that in mind. We have to worry about vendor lock-in. If you move your data into something, you always have to ask yourself, how can you get your data out? If you move your compute in, how do you get it out? Not only in just, just basic business practices, but also BCDR, if your cloud provider goes down, what is your disaster recovery business continuity? It's another thing I worry about as well. I worry a lot, it sounds like. But, but yes, I am worried about vendor lock-in. I think the so what is, I, I, I believe we should be as well as we move more and more of our chips into a few players. Make sure they are true partners. Make sure you have good contracts and good relationships and also plan for the relationship going sour. And not that it will, not that it should, but if it does, you should have a plan in place. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.